Hello, friends. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. You freak me out because I'm the only one here, but I, I do understand there are people. Well, out there I try listening. to throw you off a little bit yeah, from time to time, keep you on your toes, as they say. It won't take much uh, today since, to throw you off. Yeah, because so uh, the podcast studio. And let me just say, without telling you where it is, I don't want to give away any trade secrets. Is not in San Diego. Correct. So on my way down here to do this today, I punched in an address in San Diego because it's on the same street, has the same street name. So I was well on my way flying down to San Diego and uh, then realized as I was passing the off-ramp for the podcast studio, which is uh, 60 miles north of San Diego. But are you at that age now where you have forgotten how to get here after however many months you've been coming here? You know, um, uh, I, that's a great question. And um, <laughs> the, although it does... Does reek a little bit of sarcasm, but I will tell you that um, I put it on my GPS so I can see my arrival time. That's really the only reason. I do remember how to get here now. Do you have a good sense of direction and time? Like, in other mm. words, do you know, okay, if I leave my house and I need to go to, say, the San Diego airport with, without traffic, how yeah. long it's going to take you? Well, yeah. I mean, if I needed to go to LAX for my house, I know it takes 45 to 50 Days. minutes. Yeah. Well, it depends. <laughs> I and mean, that depends on the time of day. Typically, yeah, down here can be a little bit sketchy. This is, you know, a few miles south of where I live, and um, it just depends on the time of day. So uh, it said it was going to take me an hour and a half to get here, which is a good hour longer than it should. But yeah, that, I mean, that's a construction and all that kinds of That can be explained away by, you know, an accident or something. I, I did get caught in a traffic jam coming down here not too long ago, which you know, put me severely behind. That did not exist today. And I was wondering when the bad traffic was going to start that, that was going to account for that extra hour. It was going to take me to get here, but that's how dedicated we are. Even when there's an extra hour in the travel time, we're like, we will make time. Yeah. Yeah, We we need to make time, keep the content coming. It turns out, I see, I thought you were, you were late because you were at uh, AM PM eating your gas station food. Oh my God. You know, so uh, really at my age, I should not be consuming any meals purchased directly out of the, out of the AMPM market at the gas station, that is probably a big mistake. But um, you don't think those rotisserie hot dogs are fresh? Yeah, uh, this uh, had very little meat in it. What I ate, <laughs> so, mostly cheese and tortilla. So. Is there a requirement? Do you think that uh, how long they can leave those? rotisserie hot dogs or whatever the hell they have in there, how many days they can keep them in there? You know, Or is it because it's not really food? It never was alive yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Because it's all it, synthetic. It doesn't matter? I don't know. I think the main thing that if, if – if, I'm sure there are dates on it, so I'm sure they can't be in there more But it's not like day. your milk where you look at the back of the carton. How do you, how do you know on it. that hot dog? No, I, I take it on faith because I want to eat it. <laughs> but I would think that it's more important they keep it at a certain temperature. That's what the health department probably checks. But who the hell knows? It's a gas station. Does anybody check it? How do you? Even yeah, know? I mean, do you probe it and see how, how say, many pathogens are in it? Or this what? is the first gas station meal <clears throat> I've had in quite a long time. But considering uh, how are much we going time to I, regret it? Well, considering how much time I thought it was going to take me to get down here, I thought that was my only option because <laughs> it was right there before the on ramp to the freeway. I'm like. Well, I haven't got time to go anywhere even one degree better. So, and then I I didn't realize till I was almost down here and had consumed everything. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, back in the old days, bag of potato chips and some Bundig sliced meat from from the liquorette or something right. was, was the the meal of champions. But 
you know, I'm, I'm a lot older, so that kind of food is dicey now. Right? Well, and what do we have here? Is this a carbonated soda drink? Diet Coke. There you yeah. go. Which very, is very healthy of you. Yeah. Diet, well, yeah, sure. Diet Coke <laughs> has always been the key to maintaining a, a preferred weight. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I quit ever makes any difference to that. Uh, I quit drinking. I didn't lose any weight. I quit smoking i didn't lose any weight i might have gained a couple of pounds since then have you uh probably not a whole lot not some massive amount but two or three pounds probably attributable to that so i just went to my doctor a couple weeks ago i think i mentioned it on the on the cast something cool though um because everything now is in computers and you know your whole medical record is there they sent me a very detailed printout of all the things, my what my blood pressure was that day, my weight, and all that. They've never done that in hmm. the past. I, I you didn't have been, to ask for it. <clears throat> was that, I didn't ask for it. You just gave it to you. Yeah, I just gave it to it. Gave they just sent it. They emailed it or they mailed it to me, snail mail, right? And so that doesn't seem very safe. Um, well, I I will tell you that my uh, my lovely wife opened it for me. So if I was and I'm not trying to keep any of my personal medical information away from her. Um, that because she's opening my mail, and so if I was that's what I mean, hey, uh, don't open my mail. She the first question is going to be, Why? What the fuck? Right, right. So you just have to roll with that. So, um, yeah, I don't care, that's fine. Um, uh, and I it's convenient for me because I always want to, I always just try to memorize, okay, what was my blood pressure? What was this? What was that? Is this are these the results of the tests that the doctor uh, who asked you your political preference did on you? Well, these are. <clears throat> Excuse me. These are the statistics from things we did in the office that day: weight, uh, blood pressure, and that kind of stuff. Right? Things we talked about, medical referrals he made. That's all in this mm. in this um, letter. The other thing that I got separately was mailed to me, and this has been happening for a few years. Were the results of my blood work, my blood test. So that all comes. Do all you know how to read it? Up. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. And typically, I don't know what it doesn't explain what every test is, but for things like cholesterol and different things like that, it, typically they, the 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 readout comes with a a benchmark. Hey, this should be at or below this number, and so if you're you know double that number, like for instance, I think cholesterol is supposed to be below a hundred, a hundred or below. So my my bad cholesterol is good because I don't eat much meat and I do kind of watch that and I take medication for it. My cholesterol came in at 56. So that's really good to know and see, right? And my good cholesterol was actually a touch low. So I need to eat a little more fish or something. Was this a fasting blood test? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. And there was a urine component to it. So thank God, no. No pooping component. That's <laughs> not yet, right? That? Have you ever done that on a blood work, on a blood test? Where they have to scoop my ass? Well, you, what they do is they give you it's something. Official medical a, term? You put a smear on it, and then you fold up this envelope, and you give that back to them. I haven't. No, that's no, been I haven't. years. Yeah, that seems. I think they've maybe figured out. They've figured out. I think they figured out ways to see everything they need to see from either your blood or your urine. They should, they, right? I mean, how do we advance as a society and in the, in the field of medicine without that. Like my wife asked me this morning, she said, well, you probably need a physical. And I said, why? And she said, well, when's the last time you had one? And I said, I don't know, three years or something. That's but, a little long. But how, how often do you need to get it? I said, what, every decade, every, every big birthday or maybe the in-between one? She no, goes, no, every, every year. year. Yeah. <laughs> but then I said, they don't do anything anyway. They ask you a bunch of questions. They look at your chart, but they're not 
really evaluating me. Yes, they take my blood, but they're not. Well, typically, here's doing the good news. Deeper. Typically, if you have a copay, the uh, physicals don't cost anything. Right. So they don't charge you a copay. So you should at least one time a year. First off, you know, you're not a spring chicken anymore. That so is true. You're still much younger than me, but um, you're at an age where you should see the doctor once a year, one way or the other. And if you're just going to go once, just call it a physical, then it'll never cost you anything. I know that. I know money is of no object to you. So, In the 1% club, of course. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, I should see, you know, I mean, I typically really, I should be seeing the doctor four times a year right now just to monitor. So why not, if you go to the doctor four times a year. Uh, which I don't. Oh, but you should. Probably. Shouldn't we be able to figure out with modern medicine and technology, computers, maybe some extraterrestrial shit mixed up in there? I don't mm -hmm. know. But yeah. shouldn't we be able to figure out exactly when you're going to die? Not oh just you, but, you know, all of us. Like, plug it in. If you if you stay on this path, if I see you four times for, over the next year and your cholesterol is, is still 56, what is it, milligrams? I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, Then, you know, 56 out of 100, we whatever. should be able to ascertain with your prior medical history and uh, all of your debauchery combined with your future plan of health, how many breaths you have left. Why would you what want you think to about know that? that? Why wouldn't you? I guess you first. You wouldn't want. I I would want to know. <laughs> okay, well that's one of us. I think you know the what, what's the saying. Uh, I don't want to know because look, it it could be on my way out of here. I could step into the parking lot here and get run over by some speeding yeah. Orange County white chick in a Mercedes, not paying any attention because she's so entitled, and just run my ass over and kill me. <laughs> that does happen in this parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's very possible. Um, yeah, but know. if you knew that, if last week you knew that next week you were going to get run over by a crazy white entitled, did mm -hmm. you say blonde? Uh, of Orange County. In, yeah, in, probably. A, in a Mercedes. But I would say blonde. Then would you have had your gas station food today for lunch? Uh, Maybe you'd have something else. Would you spend your final it. afternoon here it. with me on the podcast? <laughs> if I knew I was going to die tomorrow, <laughs> I probably would not be here. But that's no offense <laughs> to you. No, I know. <laughs> probably be spending it. Crying in my soup. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't think I want to know. I uh, I don't think we. I don't think that would help us much. I think it's good to know. Would you have another cigarette? Uh, no, I don't think so. That's not. I mean, you know, that would depend when I got the news. Mm. I mean, to this day, so for me, it's a. It's June was two years. So is that it? Yeah, I know it seems longer, huh? It does June was two years? I don't. Know. What be, is this? Twenty? Could it be twenty? 21? I don't remember. I think it was. I think it was 2019, June 2019, so June 20, June 21, that's two years. So um, it's, so I still, I still have times when, you know, I, I still just get there, just, just certain things you do, certain routines you go through, just certain things. Certain people flashes, you talk to. <laughs> certain flashes in your, well, I have met drugs for that, so <laughs> meds for that, but um, just, um yeah, it's it's interesting. It's not something I don't think about. So at at the two year plus mark, um, bad news for everybody out there that has quit, quit recently or is thinking about quitting. Um, at two years, you don't stop thinking about it. So, but are you convinced that if you personally had another cigarette, you'd be right back on the wagon or off the wagon? What do they call it? Yeah, off the uh, off the wagon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, off the wagon for cigarettes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, 
it's a weird place you have to go to. And I've been there before. That's why I know. So I don't know how, I don't know if this will sound familiar to anybody else or if this is just me personally. When I've quit in the past and I've quit before, you know, for as long as I've gone as, I think I've quit for more than five years in the past and then started again. And, and that was the time before this one. Yeah, that was probably um, because it's been a couple of different times I've done it. Right. And um, I'm trying to remember when the five year one, I think it was a long time ago. I think I just decided to quit. Uh, There was a fair amount of um, pot smoking going on back at that time. So for a little while I had that to fall back on because me personally, I'm fascinated with the smoke myself. I, what do you mean? I like the smoke coming out of my mouth. Oh, I like you to, might make the smoke yeah, rings. Yeah, that kind of thing. So um, so I, there was that to kind of get me through it. And then I went up quite a long time, and then something else changed and made me want to smoke again. And then the last time that I stopped and started, and that was the five-year time, that, that time back then. So I was probably in my probably in my early 20s. Right, and I've probably been smoking at that point since I was about twelve, so or thirteen, maybe realistically. And then, um, whenever you go to high school, that's when it really cranked up. So um, then, uh, this last time was uh, something had changed at work. To be honest with you, at this job, and it was stressing me out a little bit, and um, and I found myself in locations where I was pretty alone for long periods of time. And so, you know, it started with just, hey, you know what? I feel stressed. I could really use this one. I'm just going to get one of these, uh, one of these, what do they call them? Uh, What are the little cigars? Uh, Cigarillos? Yeah, is that what they are? Something like that. And they're just really, they're they're little, they're they're raunchy cigars with a tip on them. Yeah. And you can buy them and you can. But those, yeah, they're cigars. Sweets. Oh, Swisher Sweets? Swisher sweets. You're yeah. not supposed to inhale those. Yeah, I know. Did you? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, because you're not only going to smoke a little bit of it, right? It's not very good. And um, that doesn't really cut it, though, because then after you do that, you kind of cross that line. And then and then you're like, hey, you know what? I'm just going to buy some cigarettes, and I'm only going to smoke a couple. So you buy a pack, and you smoke them. You feel bad about it, and then you throw away a pack. Now, that was a lot easier to do when cigarettes were two and a half dollars pack but but um you know now if you buy a if you quit and buy a pack for ten dollars or whatever the hell they cost now i don't see you crunching up you know 18 of them and throwing them in the trash i don't see that it doesn't matter what the negative effect to your health is that's expensive i try to resell <laughs> i will say that that um to be honest with you um as much as anything else uh, it was it was the price that was starting to really bug the shit out of me, right? That's that was a highly motivating factor uh, in in quitting because I just did not want to spend that kind of money. It was probably I don't know four or five thousand dollars a year, if you can believe. Yeah, that's that. cheap for the price of entertainment. I guess. <laughs> Why not? But uh, um, uh, it was jacking up my credit card bills and stuff, you know, to to a lot. So. Um, whatever the hell it cost, it was a lot. And so that was a significant part of it, but it was mostly health. I mean, this last go around, because once I get smoking, I'm doing two and a half packs a day, 
Well, how old are you? We know how old you are, but how yeah. old are your lungs? What, what what does the doctor say about that? He doesn't say. Do they have a way to tell other than uh, if you maybe. actually have cancer of the lungs? I don't know. I, I'm short of, you know, scanning for cancer, which is not something I want to do. That's that's right on akin with knowing my actual death date. But, I, you know, I don't know how we got into this morbid conversation. The death date. The yeah, death the death date. date. But, you know, just like bad gas station food when you see these expiration dates stamped on the bottom of just about everything that we buy, I mean, do you... I think it is a guideline. A guideline, right. So it's like... Unless it's meat, and then... You do the smell test or... Yeah. Yeah. The the firmness what, test. What did I what did I cook the other day? The oh drinkability and how long does it take me to vomit test? Okay, nobody else drink this. <laughs> oh my god! I just went through this the other day. Uh, I cooked something that um, and went and then ate a couple bites of it, and then my wife goes, "Hey, I think that's out of date." And I'm like, "Well, tastes okay." And she's like, "Yeah." She dug the package out of the trash because I'd already cooked it. She's like, "Yeah, it's like ten days out of date." Yeah, you should not eat that. What was it? It was some kind of meat. What kind of meat? I'm trying to remember. Um, but it tasted good, and you ate. You wasn't, ate it. Wasn't bacon because that would have been too much. See, that's work. the thing. Let's say it doesn't. It say sell by date. Well, how do they know they're not well, going to so, sell it to you, and you're going to store it for six months? There's sell by, and then there's best buy. Best buy. Best buy this date. Yeah. Not, that means not, best if consumed by this steak. Right, not but, sell it off this fucking But shop. I've had some, you know, steak that wasn't its best, but it was pretty good. <laughs> and that was still okay. Well, I think for me, meat is really the the smell test. I mean, if it went uh, and once I think it might be turned, I don't you seem to be able yourself. to smell anything else. Yeah, right. So, but typically, I don't let meat go past that point. Right. So, God, that's really bugging the shit out of me now. What was it? Was it you, just like everything that we dog. reference on the podcast? You'll remember yeah. it after. We're yeah, done about today. halfway through this podcast. Yeah, maybe about, you will. <laughs> I'll remember. Did you smoke it? Maybe we could narrow it down. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. So I remember last week it was uh, – I remember the name Devin Nunez yep. about an hour after I couldn't remember it. But you and did remember it. it yeah, out. good yeah. for you. <laughs> and in reference to last week's podcast, lest anybody think or be concerned that uh, maybe I am you know, uh, transitioning over to your democratic ways. No, uh, I don't think anybody Don't does. worry. I'm still very much anti-democrat. <laughs> I don't think anybody's <laughs> worried about that. Um. Yeah, but I think it does. I think some of the things that we talked about last week do indicate that your mind has been and remains open to you know logical, intelligent um, discussion. And uh, that's life the only, forms. That's the only important. Yeah, <laughs> like Democrats. Uh, that's the only really important part. So a lot of lot of political shit going I on know. in California today, tomorrow. Um, I dropped off. Uh, so I, I don't know. This is probably illegal. I, I think they call this ballot harvesting. What? I dropped off two California recall ballots into a ballot box today. Well, did you fill out both of them? No, I didn't fill either of them out. But I think the mere fact of me taking it to the ballot box is considered by some to be ballot So harvesting. run this by me again. You took two? Yeah, my wife's blank? and my mother-in-law's okay. ballots and you, and to, you the, two? To, to a drop box. But they didn't fill them out. They filled oh, them out. and you just were the courier. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. Because why my, is that illegal? You know, we talk a lot about this. I don't know. What is the f- official fucking term again? I think they voter. Call it, uh, I think they call suppression. It, I think that, yeah, but I think they call that or something like that, or some people call that. First off, number one, I don't think there's anything illegal about that. The the envelopes were sealed. They were filled out. They're signed. I simply took them to the Dropbox. Right. But um, 
uh, some people would definitely call that illegal and call that ballot harvesting. So, for uh, instance, harvesting. Yeah, let's say that you uh, you were a Democratic Party operative and you were in heavily a Democratic area and you went door to door telling people, "Hey, mm. I'll take your boats to the ballot location or to the Dropbox or whatever for you." if you can't make it or it's too inconvenient for you because some people will get to that point and just not go vote. Right. And they're like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to vote. I don't want to go. It doesn't matter to me. My vote doesn't count. So they don't vote. So, you know, it's been a, I think it's a common practice. And a lot of times Democrats do this, especially in African American areas where they'll get a lot of people at church on the Sunday before the voting or during early voting and they'll take them all to the ballot box but difference Take might all be, the people? Well, that's what happens a lot. But sometimes I think what also happens is, like at church, they'll gather everybody, hey, bring your ballots to church, we'll take them to the ballot box for you. Some people have a problem with that. Personally, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't either. I mean, it's been a while, I think, since I have thrown around the word solutionary. But we, we, we have to think of solutions to all these problems. I, what I thought you were going to say, and maybe the implication was, if I offer to take your ballot to the ballot box, I'm going to throw it away. If I know that it's a Democratic vote, I only do that when I'm doing this in Republican neighborhoods. <laughs> That's what I mean. Right? Like the little little Johnny, you know, goes and offers to mow your grass to do a good deed. Well, I'll take your ballot to the Dropbox, and then you know, <laughs> ironically, it's not going to make it. So your vote's not going to be counted. Yeah, I think that um, if you put if that ever happens, I think if you take all of that that's ever happened in history and put it together, it's probably none. But so. even, remember, even. Uh, <laughs> during the height of the 2020 election. We're in the height of it still. No, when they were counting all the ballots and we we were talking about how some states, you can't even open the ballots until whatever, the day of the election, even though they had early voting. the polls closed. The polls closed. And that's just ridiculous. If you have millions and millions of sealed, you know, ballots that were sent out legally to the citizens of that state, why not open them? Start counting. See where you're at. Well, I think so. I have a couple of thoughts about that. I think that um, first off, I'd be I'm fine if they keep them sealed until until the polls close because up until that point, I think that any news that would leak out regarding how the how the ballots that were the early voting was being counted, how that was trending, would can affect the the outcome. So how so? Well, I think like that, your guy might be losing, so you're like, "Fuck it, I'm not going to go vote." Today. No, no, well, either way, either hey, uh, my guy's losing, so I need to go vote, or hey, my guy's good. obviously we're losing, so there's no need for me to go vote, because uh, unlike this election that we're talking about here in California, which is a fucking stupid recall thing, is um, it, you know, typically elections have more than one thing on the ballot, right? And this so, one has like, two. Uh, well, I mean, it depends how you're voting. <laughs> yeah. If you vote no, it, it, it really has only has one. But I did vote for two in the off chance that um, if the in the off chance that that uh, knew some uh, first time I've ever remembered his name, so I must be getting sad. So you voted for for the recall? No, I voted against the recall. But then I I put in a name for out of the other 49 candidates. You spelled my name right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, you're no, you're fifty. <laughs> well, you're I thought 50. you can't select an option unless you vote yes on number one. No, nope, you can do both. Oh, interesting. You, because if it if if it if he's recalled, then he's off the ballot. So then, 
then um, then you can't vote for him because he's been recalled. He's not on the ballot. Uh, he's not one of the forty nine people. So uh, then you then if you want to have any input, who then becomes the this governor. sounds so confusing. No, it's a Sh- fucked up mess. Shouldn't and- it be like a a trial, a jury trial where you're you're, uh, you're once you're convicted, and then after you're found guilty, then there's a separate sentencing. <laughs> shouldn't if Newsom Newsom is out, yeah. shouldn't there be like another list of candidates and take him off? And I know you agree with what I'm about to say. Uh, How do you know? You haven't said it. Yeah, you've said already commented on this. Uh, and here's what I'm going to say. Uh, this is a terrible process, uh, ill-thought-out um, process. Uh, there are only recall provisions in 19 states. And in California, um, this has only been successfully used to recall a governor once. And that was Gray Davis, although there have been many recall elections. And it always costs a lot of money. And Do the a, other states have n- I, I, nothing? I know nothing. Yeah. Just like maybe a regular impeachment process? I have. I know nothing. I believe their recall. I would think it works in some similar manner. I mean, either – I don't know. Here's here's a procedural thing that might be different among states. Uh, I think a better way to do this would be have a recall election and figure out if you're recalling them and then have a separate special election instead of running the recall and the That's the what I'm saying. Thing. Yeah, yeah, they shouldn't be together. Yeah, they shouldn't be together, but it shouldn't be happening at all. First off, you know, you're you're just you're subverting the entire voting process by doing this, right? Obviously That's the argument I made about the yeah. Trump impeachment. No, not the impeachment. It this is. This is not impeachment. I understand. This I'm just recall. making a reference. Yeah, I know. The, the wrong pro- one. No, it's it's the correct reference. You just don't agree with it. So, um, yeah, this is just a, a fucked up mess. And so, especially uh, considering um, how close to the actual next election this is. Uh, Which is what, a year within, from now? Yeah, two year, within two years. So well, I think it's that I think it probably runs with the twenty two. Don't you think that? Um, I mean, when you say the word recall, I'm thinking of you know your automobile when you get the letter in the mail saying your brakes are broken or your airbags fucked up or whatever. Well, it's the same concept. I, I understand, but shouldn't in in because the governor, at least in the state of California, I think they're all the same, is a four year term, and we have varying. Uh, term durations for certain offices like we talk about in Congress and House of Representatives is what, two years, which is yeah, Congress retarded. Is six. Well, the Senate is six, and, Senate and, is the, six, and the House right? is two, which is, is two. retarded. Yeah. But shouldn't there be, like, if you're going to recall the governor, you got to do it within so many days of him taking office. Like, shouldn't there be a statute of limitations that says, after six months, if you guys haven't figured out this guy's a shitty governor, then... You can't, you, you got to wait until the next election. You know, Your no, window is closed. You know, there's no standard whatsoever, right? Let's make I, a standard. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing in your, in your, um, in your ill thought out reference to the, to the impeachment of a president, um, the, the standard there, somebody has to think that, that the president has committed high crimes or misdemeanors, uh, in order for that to go forward. So, and in this day and age, that's about a 50-50 split among legislators, right? So 50% of them are currently Republicans, 50% approximately are currently Democrats. And so at least half the people have to think that. That's not the case with this. There was a some minor amount of signatures, 200,000 No, something. one and a half million. One and a half million. Still nothing. There's, there's more people than that. Um, at my 7-Eleven at 7 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> to be honest with you. So 
So, uh, or my Starbucks, right? So, um, it's, it's a very non-representative amount of people. Um, it can be easily manipulated by special interests such as the Republican party. They're and, a special interest. Now? Yeah. Well, of course they are. Yeah. And so are the Democrats. Um, and so that that's easily subverted and it's not based on anything. I mean, yeah, I get it. A lot of people didn't like the way Newsom handled the, um, the uh, pandemic stuff. And I don't like the way he combs his hair personally and, or I hate the way he talks, but none of those things should be reasons to, to, to that's your support a recall. So the standard is not there. Uh, not even, not even to the minimal standard that there is for a presidential uh, impeachment, which these are not the same thing, but I get your, I get your reference. So at any rate, I think it's a, I think it's a, a bad process. And the problem is, is that you, all you, all you Californians that are listening to this, all the Californians in this, in, uh, in that can hear me. Um, it, when you get Larry Elder as the governor of the state, you're going to fucking wish you did not vote for the. Recall. Well, so let's talk about that. But first, who did you? Larry Elder's an idiot. That's well, hang on. Who did you select as the uh, as the option? The best option should Newsom lose his job? Mm, I think I'm going to keep that selection to myself. Yeah, are you? Well, because a lot of people haven't voted yet, and I don't want to push anybody. Well, we'll air the episode I tomorrow. Wanna, I don't want to push anybody. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> what, what it's is, not over tomorrow. <laughs> it's not. When I thought it's over tomorrow. I don't know. I you know I honestly don't know what the rules are in California as far as these absentee or mail in ballots. I don't know how long. You know, do they have to be postmarked by I don't midnight know. tomorrow? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, but you're week. you're a free citizen. Uh, you're a week. public figure here with uh, your, well, your influence at, on the look, podcast. I, I read through the forty nine, which is ten minutes. I can never get back. Shouldn't we limit how many fucking other names can be on the ballot? Well, there's there's give so, us your there's five so, best. There's so many things wrong with this. How many celebrities? Particular progress. I celebrities uh, i haven't even opened mine who was it wait a minute there's a celebrity on there um who the hell was it uh that fucking um uh uh what's the at at home with the kardashians no um what's the kardashian oh oh the uh caitlin jenner caitlin jenner yeah i'm gonna just keep all my comments about that to myself but there's a celebrity you know now here's the here's the good news for everybody caitlin jenner doesn't have the slightest chance in hell um, along with 90% or 99% of the people on there. The only one in, on that ballot that has any name recognition is Larry Elder. And, you know, he is an ex. And Cox. And Cox. Um, barely, though, right? And uh, the other guy, the the ex-mayor from San Diego. Faulkner. Faulkner. So um, isn't he the guy from War Games? Isn't he the scientist that created the computer in the movie War Games with uh, – <laughs> I don't know, is it? Oh, you don't know that movie? I don't know the name. Dr. Falconer. Is that what his name yeah. is? And, but uh, Cox was the only, I mean, he was Newsom's challenger in the last election. Right, So right. people know that name. Well, he was a, he's an actual Republican. Uh, but I don't, I don't know that the California Republican Party has endorsed either one of them. Uh, but I, I don't know because I don't care. Um, <clears throat> there's a lot of shit with, with uh, Larry Elder. I mean- I don't know anything about Cox. My guess is he's your standard run-of-the-mill Republican. Um, and Elder is not? Elder is a Trump-following, dick-sucking uh, uh, disciple of Donald Trump. But it, even if that is true, and what you just said 
about Californians ruining the day if Larry Elder becomes uh, governor was very similar to shit I read over the weekend. But nobody gave any examples. So what what is well, he going to what is he saying he's going to do? Well, that's I mean, ruin California. Thing. Can you so who's out of the whole Trump administration? There's only one person that I could honestly say that I despise more than Donald Trump, and that was Stephen Miller, who is who is like Elder's mentor, right? So um, in fact. Um, I'm not going to remember this guy's name. Jacob something from MSNBC had an interview with Elder. He'll talk to anybody at this point, right? Because for him... Elder? Yeah, because for him at this point, right, it's it's about getting his face on TV. And, and so he has... So here's the question. Um, uh, uh, Mr. Elder, whatever the hell he's calling him. He doesn't have a title. Um, if you're elected... Will you bring Jason Miller into your administration, your gubernatorial administration? And he's like, well, that's uh, it's not about Jason Miller. Stefan or Jason? Uh, Stefan. Did I say Jason? Sorry, just get now confused. Jason Miller is the um, Trump advisor that recently quit to start Getter. So that's okay. probably right. why I'm getting confused. Right. He was recently held for over three hours for questioning in Venezuela. What the hell was he doing in Venezuela? Uh, he was there with some other uh, uh, Republican talking heads for some kind of um, some kind of anti Bolsonaro um, rally or something. I don't know. And they so they picked him up for that and, and held them at the airport for like three hours. In fact, I don't know. Elder might have been there. I, he might have been one of the ones who was there. All right. So what's the question I'm supposed so to be answering? How him? is Elder? How is he declaring he's going to ruin California? And you were starting to say they're they're well, asking what, him if he's going to make an appointment from the Trump holdover yeah, government. He he, uh, he was asked uh, by Jacob Soboroff, that's the name of the MSNBC correspondent. A simple question: Do you, if you're elected, will you will you bring Stephen Miller into your gubernatorial administration? And he refused to answer that question. He said, it's not about that. This, uh, this election's about blah, 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 stump speech mm -hmm. bullshit that he's just going to repeat. Well, so how does that make him different from everybody else? You know, he's not a politician, Elder. It's not really much. He's never run for anything else. And so he's recently learned how to do what every politician has to learn how to do. And right. that's answer the question they want you to ask. Exactly. What is your basic stump speech, Mr. Elder? For you know, We're going to give you 45 yeah, seconds. Yeah, he sounds experienced based yeah. on what the answer he gave. Yeah, but I mean, it's so awkward. I mean, experienced politicians how to how, know how to do that without being so fucking obvious. You, he actually dismisses the question in the beginning of his answer. That's not what experience but let's, let's, do. Let's do. But but having said that, that's the possible kind of thing. He's very much a Trump disciple. Well, I don't even know what that means, though. So let's what, say he puts this guy in the cabinet. Okay, What's the, he going to do? Stephen Miller is the architect of the family separation plan, all the immigration bullshit, build the wall, Mexico's going to pay for it, and every other fascist right-wing Nazi shit that came out of the 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 Trump administration. He's the worst ever. The fact that rather, rather elders going to bring him in or not, the fact that he's going to be someone he's going to go to for advice 
that's enough reason not to elect him right there. Yeah, perhaps, but I guess I don't see the threat. In other words, if he's saying, you know, hey, I'm going to uh, bring this guy in, he's, I'm going to get advice from him. Hey, how do I figure out how to make uh, California send the bill to Mexico? I mean, he's not really going to be able to get anything done. Um, well, I is mean, there a real threat there? I guess a- is my after question. The interview, um, after the interview, Elder told Jacob Soberoff that, in fact, um, he would not be bringing J- Stefan. Well, Miller there you go. You feel better? Thing. No, because you think first off, he could be lying. <laughs> yes. And second off, the, whether he's in the administration or not, the fact is that Stefan Miller is one of his close associates. And and so the idea that, that Stefan Miller could have any Im- impact on California government is repulsive. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's an interesting. Not because he's you a know the, Republican, because he's he's uh, a, he's he's a lizard. That's why. Do you know the phrase? Uh, you know something like you are, you are the company that you keep. You know, basically, yeah. you are your friends, essentially, and mm-hmm. the circle of people you hang out with. I mean, yeah. I think that that's kind of it's mo- true. It, it's yeah, I was going to say it's kind of mostly true. Yeah, but. I mean, if we extend that line of thinking to elected officials, they're, I mean, in my opinion, they're just all scum. And so how, Mm. where do you draw the line and whether it's famous cases like, you know, the Bill Clintons of the world and his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein and all shit like that, the Bill Gates, these people that we as society have held up on pedestals who have done great things and are great minds and great thinkers. Is there an innocent one amongst them? That's all I'm asking. Uh, let me repeat one of my previously stated positions. I am not a fan of moral equivalency. So when you try to give me they're all the same, there are good people on both sides uh, of the I didn't argument. say there are good people on both sides. <laughs> well, that's what you're saying. I'm saying there's, no, there's nobody good around. Well, it all works out to the same moral equivalency. There's one guy, and time will tell, but there's one guy that has kind of a pretty good record, and that's Obama. Obama. We'll see. Biden. Oh, Biden. Biden. <laughs> we'll we'll see where he ends up when the dust settles. But I mean, for now, he's pretty. He's got a squeaky clean record. Oh my God. Um. Yeah. I. You know. I don't know. I think. I think Biden's going to run a close second, or even even uh, uh, supplant. Um, you know. Hey. You know what the funny thing was? I saw a clip the other day of Obama addressing uh what's the there's some kind of big dinner that was held every year for for uh, like by the news media for presidents yeah it's like the white house correspondence dinner. white house yeah something like that and so there was a famous one where donald trump was in the audience but this right. was when Obama i remember was oh my god did he fry his ass with that oh shit he goes he goes hey uh to settle a few controversies this is back in the beginning of the whole birther shit right right and he says, uh, so um, I have secured, although I, 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 uh, I am not prepared to produce my um, birth certificate at this moment at this dinner tonight, I did bring a clip of my birth. And this has <laughs> never been seen anywhere else. And so you're like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then the lights go down at that dinner and uh, the clip from um, Lion King comes up where they're, they're holding uh, Simba, you know, and they're holding him out to the. To the, uh, to the to the animals there in mm-hmm. Africa. I thought it was funny as shit. <laughs> oh my god, did he turn the table on uh, Cheeto with that one? So anyway, having said all that, um, <clears throat> I think that uh, Elder is a clueless puppet of a far right wing extreme. He he'll bring he will bring with him and mark my words on this. No matter what happens with this election, you will be hearing from Larry Elder how it was rigged, how it. 
how there was fraud and corruption and how it did, didn't, you know, he is fully um, in support of the, the big lie, uh, f- you know, from Trump regarding the 2020 election. And he's going to bring all of that shit to the party uh, this time around. So. Um, so what specifically are, are, are and they here's saying? The thing. He's going to he, if if you re, if if we recall Newsom, Elder can win the, the governorship. By as little as 15% of the vote, because there's 50 fucking people on that ballot. All he needs is to be higher than Well, is that else. any different from a regular election in California? Do we limit the amount of people on the ballot? Um, there's not no 50 people on the ballot. But it, there could be, is my question. I don't know what the limit is. I mean, uh, but you certainly don't win California gubernatorial elections with a 15% margin but you could if there was 50 people i think that's an actual reality so look i don't care what you say this is one of the biggest things that's wrong with this process right here so So what's the claim it doesn't matter if it was john cox or it was uh um the the guy from san diego or or whatever whatever other knucklehead ringer is on that goddamn ballot and the, the people are ridiculous um anyone if elder pops off and strokes out and he's not here then the next guy could win with 10 i mean it's just that is not that's a recipe for disaster in this state right and look i'm not really super opposed to having a republican governor uh of this state we've had it before it's not the end of the world it's not perfect but well nothing it, it gets is, done it is the democrats of, have both state houses well it is a bit of a check and a balance i mean it, it will it does put a little bit of a stop on some of the stuff, but then it has to go because we're in this such a weird time politically. It's not likely that it's going to go to to a Republican centrist that might actually show some leadership and try to govern this state. It's going to go to a fucking big mouth whack job like Elder or. Who that's knows? that's that is, I think, a true state of affairs. So really. I mean, how do we come off of this? Uh, and I, I just, I think, you know, the claim about the election fraud, I was reading that too. And that's like, come on, people. I, wh- wh- where is the basis for this? So- where was it on the national stage? Where is it possibly going to be here in California? And it's almost the boy who cries wolf at this point. We've heard it too many times before that you can't just say that. I know, but you can't just say that ahead of the election without you know substantiating that claim in any way just to what if you lose you can say this is the reason why and then you supposedly rally your base to be even more angry i mean what what is the desired outcome of making that statement i don't know i i mean i guess a a question i have that i without answering that because i don't know i i want to ask you this because i think at some level you're in favor of the recall uh, and I understand why that might be the case. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. I'm not going to speak for you, but but if you are, I could understand why you might be. I think at some point it became more important. It wasn't particularly important to me, and I don't really like Newsom one way or the other as far as, you know, do I like him or not? Um, but when I saw what was happening, what how this was being used by the far-right forces to, to try to put a big-mouth hardcore Trump devotee loudmouth mouthpiece into California into the California governor seat it becomes it became much more important to me that this not happen right so uh, I mean I think that uh, supposedly Newsom's only got a three point 
lead over the 50% it's going to take to, to recall them. So not sure thing at all. I mean, I think most people think it's going to not going to happen, but not a sure thing, especially in this wackadoodle environment we're in here as far as politics go. So what do you think the real reason being? Do you think that the recall effort started out by people that were unhappy about the way he's handled the pandemic in California and by the, what's the word, hypocrisy that he showed when by getting caught having lunch at the French Laundry? Do you think that it started out legitimate with legitimate concerns with people that right-minded people saying, Hey, this guy has demonstrated he shouldn't be governor. Or do you think the whole thing from the ground up was a, a far right wing Republican manipulation of, of another bad California political process? Well, first and foremost, I have decided that I am going to vote no on, on the, the recall. recall. And I got to I got to do my ballot. My wife and I agree. For you. we're going to do our ballots uh, this evening. But again, I have to preface this comment, like I said a minute ago, lest anybody think that I'm turning into a Democrat. My primary goal. It's OK. It's actions, not, not <laughs> yes. Words. And my primary goal usually for the most part is to make sure that no Democrats hold office because they're bad for society. Right. But you could say the same thing about Republicans. Right. But yeah, I do. I, I think um, to my recollection, the uh what do you call them, the signature sheets that were being passed around to gather, you know, enough names is, is I mean, I remember seeing that shit. It seems like a year ago, yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. And I really... It's around Christmas, though. Maybe, maybe. I, I don't know. Who can keep track Here's of it? Here's what I remember. At Christmas, we went, uh, we did something old school from my past as far as Christmas holiday celebrations. We went driving around the neighborhood to look at Christmas lights uh, as a group, as a family, a couple of different family groups. Um, my neighborhood's fairly... Um, Affluent. Okay. I might be the only Democrat in the neighborhood. Nah, you know, a lot of rich people are Democrats, just so you know. Which I don't understand that at all. Yeah, I'm sure you don't. But um, uh, so there was this one house where they had all this decoration and stuff, and there was a lot of people going up and down the street. And then they had a sign under the big tree in their yard. It says, Merry Christmas to all, except Governor Newsom. See, That's when I knew this was really going to happen. That and it really said Merry be, Christmas and not yeah. whatever the fuck you're supposed to say now because yeah, the woke government. Because there's can, a war on Christmas. And yeah, the, a war on exactly. Religion. No shit. <laughs> but no, here's here's what I think. Yeah. I think um, I think if, if COVID didn't happen, you don't have a recall. And maybe there's a whole lot of variables in between. Maybe there's. Um, you know, the Republican push, but I don't think that's the, the genesis if of COVID this. If COVID didn't happen, you wouldn't have, re yeah, I don't think they would have gone after him because exactly. this is the single issue is the, COVID, it is. the handling of COVID. And it was the, it was the, the, the initial lockdowns. We were like the second state to do it. Maybe the first state, I know New York city did. I'm not sure about New York state, but mm -hmm. we might've been the first state to do it yeah. when that was a term that we had never heard of like mm -hmm. lockdown. I mean, what the fuck is this and how does that even happen? Um, and then everything in between, I mean, I, I lost track of the details, you know, after the first couple ago. of weeks, yeah. but you remember there was this shit about, he, he basically dismissed the legislature because we were on lockdown and he granted himself some emergency power mm -hmm. that he could do a lot of things, including negotiating this bill for N95 masks with China and, and all kinds of weird shit, just mismanagement yeah. of funds. I think that that incident at the French laundry was some time after the fact. I mean, it was... It was many, many months after people were already thinking, you know, 
wait a minute, this was supposed to be well, it was, a couple it was of after weeks, restaurants a couple of months. Been, yeah, it was after restaurants have been closed for months. Yeah, like three right? months at least. Right, and so you're like, okay, well, in the general – the general response from Democrats in California and in general regarding how damaging this was going to be to restaurants was get over it to restaurants, right? Right. That's not important, right? And so everybody has to make sacrifices, and then he turns around and gets caught at French Laundry with some, I don't know, what was it? And by the way, that's not a Denny's or a Sizzler. Yeah, but I think I think That's were, a restaurant that you can't even go to. I think You were. cannot go there. I think they were on the patio, to be honest with you. <laughs> they weren't. They were inside. I heard something that it was actually on the patio. It just looked like it was inside. So. Yeah, of course. But they uh, all say irregardless, that. you know, I uh, I think you're right. Without COVID, we wouldn't be having this. We wouldn't be having this two and a half million dollar special election. Which even that, I mean, again, that's a small number. It, it is. When Seems you're, like when, a small number. When you're talking about the fifth largest economy in the world, that's a small number. Yeah. 1.5 million signatures is a is too small of a number to force a recall. Listen, Democrats are bad for government. They're bad for for the things that they impose on our lives, right? There's other, <laughs> so are the Republicans. Which I, is, and, but, the, and I just don't think that changing the governor addresses that in this state. It, well, it doesn't in this state, right. and, and that's you know for no other reason that nothing's really going to change. Right. But I just I don't like the process. Yeah, I, I, if my guy was in there or gal, I, I wouldn't want this to happen with enough loud, angry voices. Right. I think your 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 process is every four years, you get out and vote. You yeah. have you have voting season. You have a voting deadline day, and you say, you know, from this day, you got thirty days to send your yeah. ballot, harvest them, mail them, email them, <laughs> whatever. Get them here. Carry them in on donkey. Yeah. No, on, on elephants. <laughs> right. On, on elephants. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, I think we're in agreement that this process is flawed in California. Uh, you pointed out in a, in a previous recent podcast that I feel mu- about this much the way I feel about the California proposition process. It's both the, the proposition process here and this and the recall are very vulnerable to to manipulation by powerful special interest groups. And I do think that's what we're seeing here. Whether it's the Republican recall or there's some grassroots component to it because of COVID, it, it certainly has been co-opted now at this point by by the Donald Trump ilk. His, his you know, those people that are in his cabal are are have nothing to do. So they have turned much of their attention on this California recall to put one of their sycophantic dick-sucking disciples into the head of the California government. Larry Elder is maybe the least qualified person I could think of to be, and I know a lot about Larry Elder. I listened to him for, I I don't know how many years, probably because I was still listening to talk radio when Larry Elder well, let me went ask off, you. Let me ask you a question. I listened to him the whole time, listened to his radio show every Why? day. I, I can honestly tell you, I don't even know the sound of the man's voice. I've never heard him right. speak. Well, I used to listen, I know to, he's I on used to, listen was, to a lot of L.A. talk radio because I was driving around a what's lot. What's he saying? Well, I mean, it's just whatever the topic of the day is, right? And did you agree with him? Well, he was like, he was like, so no, I didn't agree with him. I almost never agreed with him. But he would sometimes be, you know, uh, so who else was on the air for the majority of the time Larry Elder was? Another fat dick second. Trump sycophant, uh, um, and he's, I can't think of his name now, Russ Limbaugh. He's dead, uh, uh, collapsed under his own stupidity, drug-taking bullshit, and another hypocritical white 
right-wing pundit who really meant nothing he ever said. Rush Limbaugh was a fake from the ground up. He was a comedian. He was a rock and roll disc jockey that latched on to the far-right movement. And he was one of the main progenitors of of the things that have divided us, right? What do you you think? He he didn't believe anything he said? He didn't believe anything he said. Why do you say that? Because he didn't. Because it was just, the whole thing was just a, a scam, right? He was... He was never, he was never, and he said well, as much. Well, that should make you feel better about him. No, it doesn't make then me feel Isn't he just a showman no, at that because, point? Because Not a shaman. millions of Fox News watchers thought he was God. Yeah, so? Well, and that was, you know, that's because that's just a different conversation, right, that we've Did, recently Remember I asked you this question, I think, a couple of weeks ago about, God, what was it? I think it was about the uh, the voter fraud, and I think we came to the agreement and the conclusion that most Republicans uh, acknowledge that there was no fraud, but they like to say it because that's their rallying cry and and that's what they can stand behind. And that made you feel better in some way because at least they, you know, could do math and they weren't stupid. They were just (laughs) they were just crazy. So the same with Rush Limbaugh. I think my reply to that was I never said Fox listeners were stupid. No, I meant the actual Republicans themselves and the elected officials who – Look, I I think it's important to get it out there that the truth of the matter is, is that most of the people on the right that are pushing the nonsense about the election being rife with fraud uh, or that it was stolen don't believe it. It's just a mechanism for them to use to pass voter suppression laws in red states. Don't we call that propaganda? I would call it propaganda. Yeah. And I think that, you know, in the past, in our past, most of our legitimate, I don't want to, you know, I'm trying to pick a word here that won't be inflammatory, but let's just call them news media. Why not make it inflammatory? Or media, you know, had always tried to avoid propaganda. And because there is such a thing as propaganda. And, one of the things that Fox has done is strip away the taboo for promoting propaganda, straight up right wing propaganda. There's no equivalent for it on the other side. There are certainly agendas and ideas that are left wing, um, but, uh, and I'm sure that they can be presented as propaganda, but there, even MSNBC is not devoid as completely of morals and in integrity as Fox News. And they don't present when they, I mean, when they present opinion, they present it as opinion. Nobody in their right mind takes anything Rachel Maddow says. As, they did with the whole Russia thing. It's just, listen, every MSNBC is an opinion news station. They don't claim to be anything else. They don't run constant banners that say, what is it that, that, that uh, Fox says? Fair and balanced. They don't do that, right? They are what they are. They are the left wing side of ish of opinion. Right news. wing? No, oh, MSNBC, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So there's the big difference. Fox claims to be fair and balanced. We're the only ones telling the truth. We're not slanted. We're just telling you as it is. That's a fucking lie. And everybody that watches Fox News, and I mean everybody, that that here's my voice here needs to understand that you are being lied to by that fucking network okay and 
uh, it's not the same. There's no moral equivalency, equivalency between the left-wing media and Fox News. It stands on its own as a propaganda arm of the Republican Party, and that's all it is. But there is a moral equiv- equivalency. See, I have trouble with that word, too. For From the primetime anchors on both networks, we've talked about that. So whether it's... Primetime anchors? Yeah. L- like who? Well, the Rachel... John Ma- Muir or... or- the Rachel Maddows of the world, who I like her, uh, but but let's not let's not suggest that she's you know fair and balanced either. She has an opinion no, and an agenda is, to get across. Nobody, including MSNBC or Rachel Maddow, is promoting that they are anything but opinion. There nobody are no shows promoting. on there are no shows on MSNBC that are not straight up opinion shows. They don't advertise as a mainstream news thing. We're not fair and balanced. We're not bringing you both sides of the thing. Everybody knows MSNBC is left-wing media. But doesn't everybody know the same thing about Fox on the right? Well, um, you know, uh, everybody should know because I think, you know, I don't think it would take much to figure it out. But the fact of the matter is that they constantly promote that they are not. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I I know that tagline, but... Is that well, what's what's the what's the point? <laughs> what's the well, point the of your point sentence? Is that that the difference is that Fox News is doing their best to try to convince millions of Americans, specifically, that that all the other news is somehow fake news, fake news, right? And they're the only ones that are telling the truth, and that is just simply not the case. They are they are nothing more than an extension of the Republican Party and the propaganda that goes along with that. There's no independence there whatsoever. And it's been like that since the day they opened shop. And, you know, we've discussed a little bit about an article that we recently both read that is obviously slanted against Fox News, but tells a lot of truths and points out a lot of things that need to be understood. Fox News is trying to fool millions of people that are not political news junkies like a lot of us are, right? And so, yeah, there's no way that they can fool me into thinking they're anything but Republican Party propaganda. And, and but, but there are millions of Americans that are being, what's the right word? Um, they're being misled they're they're being brainwashed by fox news so in me, a way that let's does go not back because this is how on the other side we got here by talking about that you listened to larry elder so is he what are we saying is he the same uh, well, effect larry, as, as larry, fox news larry elder's been off the air here for a while in california right and um, he was not on a fox network right no i think you could see oh radio station no he was on for the what i can remember he was on kbc most of the time and often as a you know often as the kbc which is the abc of radio affiliate in los angeles i don't know where else it might have been carried i'm sure it was syndicated but he was he was the kbc answer to ross limbaugh who was definitely uh, on a different group of stations right there in in la in los angeles for those of you that are listening in zimbabwe or wherever the hell you're at kbc KFI are the are a couple of big AM radio stations in the LA marketplace. But those programs, Rush Limbaugh, 
the Larry Elder Show. I, I forgot a bunch of the names. Dennis Prager, who's not on either of those stations now. He, he used to be a big, uh, he used to be on KBC or KFI or something. He has some kind of, you know, contract dispute and ended up on some really low-powered AM station. But I'm sure his show is syndicated. Uh, Dennis Prager is a longtime right-wing pundit, right? And um, uh, definitely would have you believe that he is telling you the truth to offset all the lies in the left-wing media. The left-wing media does not present their side of the case in that manner. Hey, we're here to tell you all. We're just here to tell you what we're telling you. We are who we are. We're KF. We're we're MSNBC. Everybody knows who M- MSNBC is. We have opinion shows on uh, constantly negative news or CNN, right? But it's much less than the MSNBC. Well, let me interject. They do have programs I, that are straight news. I know what you're saying, and okay. I don't. I don't necessarily disagree with the bulk of what you're saying, except for one. I think big fundamental difference. Uh-oh. I don't think people are necessarily tuning into Fox News and are literally staring at the TV and the fucking brainwaves are like, you know, going into their eyeballs and they're taking over their brain and telling them what to do. I think people are turning into Fox News, tuning into Fox News to listen to and to watch things they already believe. I don't think they're going there to learn things for the first time. I think that that's already what they believe and they're they're going to a place where there's like-minded people like them there there was no such place before fox news yeah but that's like what 25 30 years ago well that's a significant period of time and and yeah i don't think i think they've converted just about everybody they're gonna convert but they're brainwashed make no mistake about it they're they they don't watch any other news. They don't get any other sources. Nobody has any legitimacy to them if they don't see them on Fox News. But you, you see the difference I'm trying to make here is if you want to know the answer to a question, if, if let's say you happen to find yourself captive in a meeting room where somebody you're there to see has Fox News on their TV and you are forced to watch it for some period of time. And you, you hear these evil words coming out of the hosts on the TV. You, Mr. Watkins, you're not going to leave there affected by that. You're not going to be changed because it's not going to infiltrate your, your brain matter. And so my point is, if you want to seek truth, if you want the answer, you're going to look it up probably from multiple sources. You're going to, and if it's a technical thing, you're going to, seek a technical answer. You're not going to get an opinion from somebody who is not in the field of expertise. So my whole point to that is when we watch the news, we want to find out how hot it's going to be. This is before, you know, cell phones, but <laughs> how yeah. what's is it going to we'll rain get tomorrow? Your from TV now. <laughs> yeah. How hot is it going to be? How long is it going to take me to get to work? Not San Diego, but somewhere in Orange County. Right. How long is my drive? And, you know, what's who won the game? Right, give me the facts. But other than that, do you really? I, I don't mean, think they even have sports on Fox News. <laughs> I don't even know. All right. Well, I mean, I mean, here's the, so the the point of this was how did we get here? Right? What are we? Why are we talking about? I asked you if you listened to Larry Elder and what did he say? And you went on this whole Fox tangent. Well, I mean, when he again when he was on the radio in L.A. It was a few years ago, right? So I don't know what he's been doing of late. I've seen him on on Fox News several times, you know, speaking about specific things, uh, especially during the election and stuff like that. But um, 
he's he is not a widely known you know celebrity in this state if you're not a right wing a media consumer, you probably don't know who he is, right? So, so is he like a – is he a business guy? Mm, no. When you were listening to him in all those hours and, you know, commuting around. He's a, he's a talking head. He's a, he's a, he's a right-wing pundit. So he would have a like a Rush Limbaugh kind of a topic of the day yeah. and then yeah. and give often, his opinion about that. Often he would have a different slant because he was the Rush Limbaugh competition – not on the other side of the issues, but just on the other side of, hey, for out of a hundred percent of the right wing listeners out there, uh, let's you know, Larry Elder was there to grab some of them away from Rush Limbaugh from people that thought he was a blowhard or a moron or a fathead or whatever they thought about him, or he was too over the top for him. You know, Larry Elder back in those days was a more. And look, here's the other thing. There was a great deal of time after, I mean, back in the old days listening to talk radio, there were multiple, there were shows from both sides of the spectrum on. There was a guy here in LA for many, many years. His name was Michael Jackson, not the Michael Jackson, but he had a, he was a, actually from England or something, but he was an American citizen. He'd been on the radio here for 30, 40 years, always on the liberal side of things, right? But as there is no, there is no, I'm going to say it's been 10 solid years since there was any type of liberal LA radio talk radio, right? So I don't know of any channel that you can find any type of. Why do you think that is? Uh, Because that's not where the, that's not where the money was for the advertisers and stuff. Right. Um, And because, because Fox news was growing that demographic a lot and, and, a lot of those people are the people that listen to talk radio, right? I've been listening to talk radio since I was a kid, right? I mean, you know, my dad used to listen to them all, um, and I would hear it subsequently, you know, even though I wasn't really supposed to. It's like, oh, you shouldn't be listening to that. But I, I listened to them all. I listened to all all through my driving, you know, career, different works. I've had for 40 years. So I watched the L.A. market change a lot, and – it's okay. It is what it is. I understand. Those are business. Radio business has a lot of competition, right? Just like every other media source, people can go to their phones. They can listen to podcasts. I mean, you got to be. You have to have engagement, right? You have to have. So for radio, it's it's what it is, right? Who do you think is more likely to support initiatives or ideas from the other side? In other words. From day one of the podcast, I always joke with you, you know, did you read your Democratic, I'm a good Democrat, uh-huh. talking points paper today. And the joke there, the you know, the poke is that whatever, you know, the 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 thing of the day is of the Democrats, you got to believe everything they're saying. Or you got to follow it to a T. And similarly on the Republican side. So, But who do you think is more likely to deviate, if you will, from their respective talking points? Is it, you know, w- would you be more likely to find Republicans say – Hammer Republican all the way, but this fucking Texas abortion thing is no, that's not happening. Or would it be Democrats that say, "Hey, I'm a Democrat all the way, but these tax hikes are too high," or any issue in between? Mm. It makes sense. Well, I mean, are you asking me if Democrats are more likely to 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 have opinions on the other side of the of the of the platform? Yeah, w- yeah, or yeah. Which group is it? Is it are Democrats more likely to or Republicans? I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think that both groups tend to follow, you know, I mean, if you're, if you identify as a Republican, I think that you're all in on all the traditional Republican things, lower taxes, 
smaller government and things like that. And and then uh, of late, right, of the last 10 years almost now, you're very likely to have been sucked up in this this very negative, you know, bad uh, uh, form of being a Republican, right, that we saw manifest itself in the election of Donald Trump. And so I'm hoping that there's a significant amount of Republicans that are rethinking that and and we'll see Donald Trump as an aberration, as a uh, the result of uh, you know a weird c- confluence of situations that allowed him to become president, and we'll move on and we'll move back toward the center because things tend to do come back toward the center. So, you know, I'm not fully convinced that 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 part of the Republican Party is growing. What I, about I, on the Democrats? Here's the thing, right? There was a Kentucky. I don't know if I got that right, but someplace like that. There was a rally over the weekend, 10,000 people for Trump expected, with Mike Lindell as the featured speaker, right? 300 people showed up. So I don't think that, um, that I don't think that movement is growing or even sustaining itself through the, this, time of non-Trump. Well, that's presidency. what I have been saying and that's why I just completely well, Don't forget it costs 125 bucks to go. <laughs> well, don't you get a free pillow? The, <laughs> I wouldn't I mean, I can't imagine why anybody would want to see Mike Lindell do anything, but you know, these are the kind of nut jobs. Have you that, ever seen one of those pillows? Uh, I heard they, they had them at like Costco or something Did for they? a while. They look their shit. Yeah, I've never are. slipped on one, but I felt it. I'm like, this thing feels clumpy. Yeah, and- I've had a bunch of different pillows too. I mean, Debbie and I have bought you know, several different kinds. So we've had the same brand for a little while. We get it at Costco, I think. Um, it's fine, whatever. There's no good pillow. That's really the problem. <laughs> and certainly my pillow. I knew this Lindell guy was a dipshit from the very beginning. And the way I knew it was the way he, sorry um, to our religious leaders, but the way I knew this was the way he wore these stupid shirts where he could unbutton the first button. Well, not the collar button, but the next button, just enough so his crucifix could show through. So I knew this guy was full of himself and his own dogma from the very beginning, even before he outed himself as a huge Trump supporter. He was full of shit then, and he's full of shit now. I I just, I'm tired of hearing that. You have got to vote with me that you will strike down religion (laughs) immediately, but you refuse to do it. Uh you know. But you know this this whole Trump rally. I hadn't heard that on the Trump rally. But this this speaks to what I have been saying is that this man's influence is dying. He's not the leader of the Republican Party. He's not. I hope not. He's not any. He's not a future threat. Um, he's just he's he's a showman. Yeah. I don't know. It's the second time I've used that term, but that's that's how he became president. That's uh, what he's good at is knowing when to get himself on TV and and when to be controversial so he can you know, get ratings or whatever. And I think that, he's been canceled, though, to be honest with you. He I, hasn't I been fully canceled. Not fully. And and I don't think we, I mean, I don't think there's a way to do that. But frankly, I, I see less and less. I mean, it wasn't the right wing that I was worried about putting his shit on TV. It was the constant, it was the cons on the left wing channels or the mainstream media or MSNBC, the constant clips of him saying shit that after a while works against you know what you would think MSNBC would be for, and so, I mean, no matter what, people that were not Trump supporters, some of them were affected by seeing that, and they would be. What do you need, like a safe cry space? No, it would be run along the lines of, 
well, I'm an independent. I don't watch Fox News. I don't see a lot of Trump, right? And then all of a sudden, so I'm watching some CNN or some other middle-of-the-road kind of thing or some local news or whatever, some affiliate in my area. And there's Trump every fucking night, 10 times on every news show with some outrageous clip. And at some point, some of those people are going, yeah, I agree with that. And so the, 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 the other side of the media was doing the work for him. I mean, Trump received... I think the official number is a gazillion dollars of free advertising from left-wing media. So I think they are not doing that anymore. I think yeah, that but they think have about all that. figured that out. And I don't think you're seeing them that much on – I don't know. I don't watch news. I don't watch Fox enough to know. But but That's I, because they all conspired against him to cancel him off of the media like they did Facebook and Twitter there's probably some internal memo circulating through all the leftist news groups that say you'll be fined if you put this on. Well, if I, I find whatever I operator pushes that. this button. I would expect that. But, you know, I, like I've always said with Facebook and Twitter, let him speak. And just like on the news, right? I mean, you would like well, to think speaks. and hope yeah. at whoever the American president is, whenever they're speaking, should be a big deal. You should want to know what's being covered. And in the yeah. case of Trump, let's not forget as I try to remind our listeners from time to time, is America is not the world. We're very guilty with all of our lofty goals and dreams sometimes of thinking that we're the world, but we're not. And so he was being covered elsewhere, other news media outlets all over the world. And I would get calls and text messages from friends in various pockets, people in Europe, people in Africa, more so over the Trump years than any other time because mm -hmm. they're, he was on their you know media outlets as well. And they're like, Hey, is shit really that, you know, is it as bad as it looks over there? Or what did he say now? And uh, because it, it was a thing, I mean, you couldn't ignore it. And if, right. even if our left wing media tried to ignore it and not cover him, he was being covered elsewhere. Well, I mean, look, I, I think that there needs to be a distinction made between the coverage that he got as a candidate um, in the in before he became president in the two years leading up to that election. That's where the the important free media coverage came and and that's where he got a bazillion dollars worth of free coverage um whatever he got this time around didn't work because he lost and he lost pretty significantly so um i think i think that when someone is president i agree with you 100 percent. when they speak we should be listening and if it's president obama or president biden we should be listening to find out what our what the leader of our nation's government is saying to the people. And when it's Trump, we should be listening to make sure he hasn't lost his motherfucking <laughs> mind. Well, we got to do the same with Biden, but for different reasons. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I guess that's, you know, I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't know what else to say about Trump or the California election. But let's go back to this we'll California. See, all I can say is on the California election, go out and vote and vote against the recall. And that's it. And and vote against the recall for the only reason that that's not the way we play this game. I think that is a bigger threat to what we're supposed to have, you know, representing totally, a democracy. Totally I don't care why you vote against the recall. Just go do it. But think about this, though. I think was uh, uh, Harris and somebody else, maybe it was Obama, were they here in California this weekend uh, stumping for for Newsom, Obama was last week, and um, I believe that Biden will be uh, today. So but we're not watching the news today that would cover that. So he's somewhere. Uh, he's somewhere campaigning for 
for uh, Newsom today. Well, he's not going to be here. If anything, he'll be L.A. He's, or North. Well, he's in California. But he's not going to be here. You mean in this? No, I mean in, in the, the home of the John Burst Society. <laughs> no, he's not here. But is anybody going to say with a straight face that Newsom is actually doing a good job? I mean, and that's the other thing. I, I, that's the I've not seen that anywhere. I've not read that anywhere. I've read the Republican recall, and you know they're trying to steal the election and all this bullshit. But well, I've not seen anything that anybody can point to that says I think this part, guy's doing a great job. I think part of the strategy for the Newsom camp was to talk about this as little as possible, right? Clearly, and, and hope that it would just come and go and not be a big deal. Um, I think they've maybe had to step that up or change that up a little bit as of late, and mostly because of the rise of, of Larry Elder out of the, out of nowhere in this campaign. Really, I think everybody thought that the two contenders, should there be a recall, would be John Cox and then Faulkner, the, Faulkner right, that those were the two names. They're not even in the running. Are we sure about that, though? If, if Larry because Elder, we're getting all this Larry information Elder from polls today, then neither one of them have a significant enough lead in the Say polls. Say the to, polls, but what, what did Hillary learn about the polls? No. You know, um, I think it would just be a, a wild grab bag, right? Which is just a, a fucking ridiculous way to to elect a governor uh, or anything for that matter. Um, I mean, you don't even run a sixth grade uh, student uh, government election like that. <laughs> but is it? Have you read any? legitimate argument about what a great job this guy's doing? Uh, I guess I would say no. Nobody, your people aren't talking but about I wouldn't, that? that. If there was something like that, I wouldn't be drawn to it, right? What do I care whether he's, if he's doing a good job or not? I mean, I have my own opinions about Newsom, right? I know. Because of our, uh, because of the business that we're in, um, he is particularly um, bad for that business. So, I mean, uh, and that and for so many other reasons, you know, we, we are actually more involved with California state government than people might understand. For those of you that know what, what business we're actually in, we, I mean, I know more about the California hierarchy and how things work than I ever wanted to know. And I will say, frankly, more than probably more than 90% of the people in California, just because our trade does our, our, our business does force us to have a lot of interaction with state government, regulatory authorities, and and the governor, right? I mean, and some of his, you know, direct underlings, right, appointed people from him. And so because of all that, I'm not a Newsom fan, but um, I'm sure not. I would, sh- I mean, and you want to replace Newsom with another person come um, whenever the next election is? That's fine. I I don't think I'm going to support a gov- a, a Republican for that position. But um, if it was say John Cox, you know, I wouldn't have the vehement opposition to him that I have to Larry Elder because I know Larry Elder. I know his views. I know. Did you who always he's know? Go, go all the way back to the when you were listening to Larry. I thought Elder. he was a twit. Uh, I thought he's, he's an uncle. But Tom, even before Trump was piece Trump, of shit from way back, and before he was associated with Trump and whatever that even meant. He was just a. Why the uh, hell did you listen to him for so he would, many hours? Because here's the thing. I, you know, I think I started to say this. There, there came a time on LA Talk Radio where there was nothing else to listen to, right? So, so you know, uh, at, for the, the for Mexican channel, for reasons mariachi, that, for reasons that are of no interest to anybody listening. Um, back in the day, when I was driving around, I was really listening for phone calls, right? I mean, we. I think from the great. 
for quite a long time now. You know, we've had cell phones and things like that, one more pagers or whatever. And so for a great deal of the time that I would be driving around during the workday, I needed to be able to answer a phone call or something. So if I'm listening to music, it's loud and no phone calls are being answered. So I always had the option to listen to music, which always would have been my preference. But but since that didn't feel like a good option to me, and frankly, if I was stressed or I had any anxiety about work, music doesn't really help me in that way. It can be more distracting than than, than calming. And so um, I listened to talk radio because I could just, you know, until I had to deal with something with work, I could just listen to what was going on. Plus, I, f- I found that I learned a lot about both sides of the issues, right? Because even when you have, even when everything was really right-wing based radio programs, you still hear things from the other side on those programs, one way or the other. People, it's talk radio. A lot of it was calling stuff, so you could hear stuff, right? And there was a time when there were left, left-wing left programs on, right? And and those just all kind of went away, and that's a ratings thing. So so why did I listen? That's why I listened. Um, uh, and I'm glad I listened. I learned a lot. But, uh, I mean, I used to say my favorite saying used to be that when someone asked me, well, why do you think that? I go, wait, well, where did you hear that? The source of all true knowledge, uh, Los Angeles talk radio. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's where I learned a lot of stuff. And um, so, uh, yeah, Larry Elder is a, is a schmuck. I mean, I, I remember listening to, I mean, especially, here's what I always thought about Larry Elder. He would often be the black commentator commentating on civil rights issues and always taking the white side of an issue because he's the black guy showing all the ignorant African-Americans listening to his program, how they're being duped by the, well, you le- think he by the liberal left-wing men. Yes. Yes, he's an opportunistic piece of because shit. Because he's being paid? Yeah, because that – otherwise he had nothing to offer. I mean, nobody nobody was looking for another pseudo-black leader to come out and try to tell everybody the black side of the story because – Black people are not a monolith, and and that was something that he did say, but then he would always go too far. He's a full-blown Uncle Tom, and if you don't know what that is, just go read up on it. And he's he's. I think that he did a lot of disservice to, to minority groups and black people in particular. So I've always thought he was a piece of shit, and he, for him to – for anybody to think that he would make a good governor of this state um, – Hey, if you're Mexican American, you sure as hell don't want fucking Larry Elder as the governor of the state. Nobody wants that, right? So only the Trump supporters, because as is as is true with almost everything coming from that side of this political spectrum, they're not they're disingenuous and he is disingenuous. So whatever you hear him saying, it's just words coming out of his mouth because he's an opportunistic public figure i mean i maybe he's a lawyer i i don't know that's not a plus in my book right being a lawyer doesn't make you better right in fact uh i think we can all agree that most of the time being a lawyer you know is a negative i think there's too many lawyers here right right so i mean you know here's the bad news or here's the good news no here's the good news um a bus full of lawyers ran off a cliff Here's the bad news. Some of them lived. So, I mean, that's really, I think that's the way the populace looks at that that situation. So, 
that's his own. He has some kind of, I don't know what his business was, if he had a business. But he's no, like, he's no Trump billionaire or something like that. Um, I don't know where his funding's coming from. I guess it's coming from the, you know, straight out of the Trump jackpot. So um, that's it. I mean, I think I think Larry Elder's name's going to fade into obscurity in a couple of days. I'm crossing my fingers. If not, we're going to live with him for at least a couple of years. Or another 18 months until another recall. Uh, until another recall for him? <laughs> oh, my God. I, 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 I literally know nothing this. about this guy. So, I mean, part of me wants to comment on whether or not he's, you know, the, the token black guy representing the Republican Party. But I, I really have no knowledge. He is that. But um, he is the Herman. I, I have to think that he's now the Herman Cain of, of California. But don't politics. you think even those types of accusations, true or not, throughout the whole political spectrum, whether it's Herman Cain, whether it's. You know, any any young black person you've never heard of, you know, coming up uh, representing the Republican Party, don't you think, true or not, claims like that only fuel the fire because they are they're going to prove that no, they're they're not just being disingenuous, that they really are, you know, representing the party and they believe these things. I don't and think blah, anybody. Blah, blah, blah. I don't think anybody has been fooled by any of the token African American figureheads that you see from time to time. In the Republican Party. Right? So are we Just saying, like we're not fooled by the six or seven black people they put behind Donald Trump at one of his rallies and have one of them hold a sign, blacks for Donald Trump. Nobody's fooled by that but what shit. Do you, I mean, do you hear what you're saying? Are, we, are you saying that none of those people could legitimately be representing the party? I'm saying we're not being fooled by 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 meet by visual placements like that oh yeah but what about the actual like who's the guy you made a are there black people that support republican colin powell remember him colin powell he's he's a pretty i think he left now but (laughs) but he was for a while well but he wasn't a token figure that's what i'm saying he was a a general in the united states military i know and he was a staunch republican supporter well i mean i think that's understandable coming from a military background right so i mean I, I don't think that Condoleezza that, Rice, I don't think Secretary that, of State, I don't State. think one of those are representative of anything. I'm not calling Condoleezza Rice a token anything, right? But, but, um, you're saying like physical ad placements behind people speaking well, to show, hey, I mean, look at the support the, of the black community. That is certainly nonsense for Trump. Nobody, there's nobody in that in that group except white people. So, um, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the question is, but but uh, I I don't think that any of the I mean I think that the people the the black people f- specifically that you hear sometimes on right wing media on Fox News I mean I think it's obviously it's obvious that they're not representing the entire black population and nobody is Jesse Jackson the Reverend Al Sharpton none of those people represent the entire black population i think some some people that have recently passed away some some long time i'm going to forget all their names now because i just don't know them to begin with but um you know the 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 black legislators the couple of guys that were longtime civil rights leaders and then went on to be in the congress for such a long time were were more representative of black leadership if there is such a thing i mean i don't Look, anybody that's African American that wants to correct me on this, feel free to contact me and set my ass straight. But I don't see there being a, a very deep bench of 
of leaders on the African-American side that people universally acknowledge as being as speaking for black people. And so when Republicans put up black people in the media for the specific reason to show that their party is diverse or some horseshit, I just think that's wrong. I mean, are there black people that that agree with Republican goals? I'm sure there are. But are there many of them in the Trump thing? I doubt it. Seriously, I don't think there are. But And so I think when, you know, I just, just I just think that that's just pulling that card and using that is just wrong. I mean, when you see a group of Democrats, when you see people at rallies for Democratic candidates or causes, it's diverse because the people that support that is diverse. Yeah, the group of people who want free handouts from their government is oh a diverse God. group. That is fucked up. <laughs> it's not. Oh, my God. Everybody wants a free handout. TravisWolk.com. <laughs> All your hate mail. Um, well, I'm not agreeing with that. Um, I think that um, uh, I think the truth of the matter is that that the Republican Party sees itself its number shrinking significantly, and uh, they see the how. I mean, the numbers are you know the I mean every census you're going to see a shift where white people are going to be you know less less than fifty percent uh, of of all the people in the country. And, and even at that, that still makes them the biggest single group in the country. So why Republicans are so afraid, why white people are so afraid of that, I, I don't really understand. Um, but uh, I think that the fact is that, that when you look at, at un, how do I want to put this? When you're not looking at a Trump rally backdrop behind President Trump, right? And where it's all handpicked people back there, and and you're just looking at different groups of people that maybe come from the Republican side of the spectrum or the or Democratic side of the spectrum. It's obvious that that one group is diverse and includes people from every walk of life, and the other one is not. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with that, but. It seems very far-fetched to me to think that every black person who supports Republican causes is a big phony. I didn't say that. I know, but that's I what it sounds. That's what you're sounding not, like. No, that is not what. It, look, that is. I just. I don't think I like that much. I. I don't. I'm not saying you asked me about specific people, right? Colin Powell had a lot of integrity. He's a U.S. military general. Um, am I surprised that he might hold some right of center views on politics? Not surprised. Condoleezza Rice, I'm not surprised either. But neither one of them are representing are representing the le black leadership in this country, right? Larry Elder is opposed is a opportunistic Uncle Tom, and that's what he is. And that one I am saying is a fake. He's full of shit. He doesn't have any convictions other than what he thinks will promote him, okay? That's who he is. That's what he is. Um, I'll take on anybody that wants to talk about Larry Elder anytime. I know a lot about him. But other than that, I'm not making any, I'm not making any, I'm, I'm saying that when you see five strategically placed black people behind Donald Trump at a rally, that's fake. That's not happening naturally. First off, nobody behind him is there by their own choice. I mean, I'm sure nobody's there is against their will, but it just doesn't so happen that there's that many black people behind Donald Trump every time he speaks in front of a group of people. 
that is set up and that is probably fake. Those people might be Trump supporters, but you're saying not, the staging of the them staging is fake. is fake, right? So I just I want to make sure that, and I don't think this is what you're saying because that would be pretty offensive. But um, I'm not saying that that the, the occasional black person that pops up on Fox News as some kind of pundit for a right wing view that it's fake. Larry Elder is, but uh, the other ones might be legit. I, I'm sure there are many black people that hold those same things, especially when you're talking about who's going to come on Fox News. That's not representative of anything except who they choose to be on Fox News. So let me put it this way. If you see black faces on Fox News, they're picked. They're handpicked. They're there for a reason. It's not because so many black people support the Fox News agenda that they just can't get anybody else. That's not what it is, right? They're handpicked. Are they handpicked on MSNBC? I think it's pretty obvious that you have shows on MSNBC where the host is black and all the panelists are black. I mean, you see that because they want to bring that viewpoint to the thing, right? But um, you don't see you don't you don't see them handpicking white people to to do it. Like I just don't get what the point is, what what the accusation is that that I'm saying that that somehow I don't think any black people can. I'm not saying that. I never said that. I, if it sounds like that, I don't know you got me. You touched a button there. Well, <laughs> I'm letting you roll, man. Well, I mean, let's you know get back into the conversation because I'm just going to keep defending myself because I feel attacked with that. I'm not attacking you. I'm 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 responding to what you said. It's I'm I'm all I'm lost here because um, I do I think there are fewer black people that would support Republican causes. I think clearly, right? It's pretty goddamn obvious. But I think uh, speaking of a. I know nothing about Larry Elder, right? So I think I use the word disingenuous. If is he being disingenuous? I'm not trying to defend him yeah, either because yeah. I don't know him. I just it sounds really far fetched to me that that any black person and you're not saying this, but any black person who supports Republicans would be disingenuous because they're willing to let themselves be the token face on whatever, say Fox News or or whatever else, the Donald Trump rally. Hey, folks, these five seats are reserved uh, for anybody who's dark and wants to sit behind Trump and be on exactly. TV. And anybody who would want to do that and, and allow themselves to be put in that situation is pretty fucked hmm. up. So, I, you know, maybe I'm more of a, a – I, I take people for face value. Well, I like to think that – We don't uh, get any feedback on anything we say from anybody, <laughs> so I really – I guess I can't say how, how, how that makes me look. But uh, whatever, I'm just saying, hey, uh, that is not what I'm saying um, – I'm only, you know, I can talk about Larry Elder specifically, and I can say that most of the pe most of the black faces you're going to see on Fox News are handpicked to be there for the because they're black, and that it's not just some naturally occurring. But thing. let me let me ask you this: I mean, the truth is, we're probably the two least qualified guys to talk about this kind of thing because we're two white guys. But let's say um, if the Republicans are trying to actually be introspective and say, hey, wait a minute, we've got a problem here. Our message isn't resonating with black people. We're, we're doing the wrong thing. So let's do something about that. Let's let's bring more people. Let's bring more black voices to the panel. Isn't that a good thing? That's not what's happening. Well, I mean, isn't that the same net well, effect, though? I mean, from the get go of that premise, there, there's no introspection going on with the Republican Party. They, they're not looking. I get it on not, Fox News. I get it for Fox well, News even, for, for the optics even of advertising. The RNC. Right? Do you I mean, think, though? I, I mean, 
do you think Kevin McCarthy has gone some through some recent introspection? I don't think so. Jim Jordan, uh, Dennis Nunez, uh, um, the rest of these fucking dipshits that are that. But why would the they Republican not? Why Party? why would they not? If they think that they've got a problem where hey, their their message is dying because it's only landing on rich white people. We have to bring in. We have to bring in other voices. Well, it's not what they think. They think they're di- They think their 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 party is dying because they're being replaced. Yeah, but by black people and but, Hispanic people and people of color of all types. But don't you think they at say some it point all the time, I'm being replaced? We're being replaced. That is a common Nazi trope from from the days of yeah, but of, you can't the Holocaust. But even if that's true, how are you gonna? You can't just magically change that if if. You know, if they're if they're being if white people are afraid they're going to lose power because they're being wiped out, you can't magically reproduce and make more white people. So what are they going to do? Well, I mean, right now, this is what they're doing. This is what they've been doing. They 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 elected a white icon, right? A a successful billionaire businessman that that somehow was managing to appeal to white working class rust belters. And they think that's that that's the way, right? And they're hanging on to that for the time being because they got nothing else. So I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you about that except they're not they don't appear to be introspective about their situation at all. Uh I mean, if they were I mean, here's the thing. Any attempt by this Republican Party to convince people that they're inclusive and that they care about people of color is probably futile right because when you, mainly travis because it's not true but don't you think that should be their goal well it should be but you know their goal should be to try to win elections because of their policies and their platforms and that's it but they're not doing any of that. They don't have any policies. They don't have any platforms. They only have division and hate and fear-mongering. That's all they have. And that's all they appear to think they need. But I think, I mean, and here's the thing. They lost the general election with that platform. What's the response? Uh, was this the Republican autopsy that they did after Obama won? No. Because they did this introspective Republican autopsy after Obama won, and it said, "Hey, you're fucking this up because you're you're making people of color in this country whose demographic is rising rapidly feel like they're not included in the Republican vision." And they said, "Yeah, yeah, we don't we don't agree with that. Fuck it." And they threw it out, and they went this way, right? And so I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe they'll go back that direction, but it sure as fuck hasn't started yet. But don't you think at some point, and I agree, it's all about winning. And if they can find a path to victory. You convinced me of that. that. You convinced me. The last shred I had that there was some, some platform or some ideology behind this, you, t- you convinced me that that is not the case. That is not why they do what they do. They don't have... They, they they subscribe to a fake ideology, and the reason is so they can win elections. And I guess I mean now maybe I think at some point there was an ideology. They had they had a platform. Your Republican Party or the Republican Party you used to think more highly of the Republican Party that you could that you could vote for to keep Democrats out. Yes, at one at one point there was. There was enough substance there. Well, there's nothing left for them to do, right? They they got this gigantic 
tax cut, which is probably going to get rolled back to some degree in the near future. And and past that, there was no goal for Republicans. I mean, you saw that once they got that, Ryan, the biggest proponent of tax cuts ever, golden boy of the future of the Republican Party, I retire. I'm out. I'm going to go. I get. Hey, here's what I did. I got the... I got the rollback on taxes. I got the tax cut. I'm out. Goodbye. The rest of it's nonsense. And they don't have any plans. Are right? you following these tax updates? A little. I mean, I, I, uh, I, I, the, the one I heard today was that they want to take it back to Democrats, want to take it to 26.5%, which seems completely reasonable to me, right? The, the rollback from 35, obviously 35 was, was too high and 21 is too low. So, I mean, you know, 26 is, uh, seems reasonable and it'll pay for some of the things that need to get done. I mean, here's the thing that wasn't taken into consideration when they did the tax cuts, right? That was just a dogmatic ideological thing that they knew was going to get them a lot of votes. As long as they were dangling that out in front of business people and, and a bunch of people, business people that they were going to get, that was going to be good for them. Right. They got it. Now there's nothing left. You can't go. They're not going to, there's not going to be another tax cut down from 21. <laughs> That's not that they can bank on. Right. So, um, probably, I mean, they went for the gusto. They got it. Nobody was paying any attention and, uh, on the left and it went through. And, uh, I think that was a big wake up call for the left. Right. Hey, fuck. We're asleep. Right. We're letting them do shit that should never have been done. I mean, that should have never happened. Right. Should have come down. Should have come down. I am. I think that's a crossover for me, right? I mean, I'm, I'm a tax it and pay for it uh, Democrat, right? But why? I mean, we disagree there. I think, I think it's uh, it was too high and it still is too high. But at 21, it's too high. That's so ridiculous. No, no, no. no at 26. But why? I, you know, when the uh, the Republicans did the tax cut in 2017, and Democrats have had all this time to figure out how they want to address it. Why why attack capital gains like they were? I mean, there's a lot of variables, right? There's individual tax, corporate tax, capital gains. There's a, a lot of layers here in what's being proposed. But why attack capital gains when I don't think that was initially a response by the Democrats back in 2017? It only became a response recently because of, I think, the the mess that we've seen with this pandemic and the amount of you know billionaires that have stood out who have increased their wealth through the pandemic and the separation, we talked about all this stuff, CEO pay and the gap and all mm-hmm. that. But um, that that appears to have come down to at least a more, you know, compromise of a number from where they were talking about. But I've changed 29, 29 as a cap. But I've come around on capital gains to where I think the cap was, what, 20, 25. Now it's going up to 29. I think it should be zero. Hmm. <laughs> I think it should be zero. I think the only here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm not a capital gains. I don't have a whole. I don't have any opinions on capital gains because I don't understand it very much. What I think I know about it is that it's a couple of things. One, um, they want 26.5, so the capital gains may be just part of this proposal, so they have something to give way on. And two, I don't think the Democrats see capital gains. Uh, I don't see, I don't think they see that as, I don't think they see their constituency as giving a shit about capital gains because for the vast majority of their constituency, capital gains don't mean anything to them. And so because of that, if they can get the tax, you know, the corporate tax rate back up to 26.5 and they can make whatever change it is they want to make on capital gains, 
great. If they have to give on capital gains to get the higher tax rate to pay for the the some of the infrastructure stuff and other things, I think they think that's great too. So I don't think there's any deep-seated capital gain dogma on the left. I, I don't think 90% of us understand it. So, I mean, you're a business guy and, you know, it means a lot to you and, uh, your your but you your too. parents are going to you know going to leave you a billion dollars when you when they go. You want to make <laughs> sure you, you get and, it. You and yeah, so I got a story about that. I'll tell you off the air. Um, but uh, we talked about. You I've know, already gotten spent the money my parents left me. It's gone already. <laughs> a long time ago. But even for you, just if you sold your house, you know you would be lumped into this capital gains tax number because of the value of your home and the amount of money. I'll be dead when that, that you would make in that calendar year. I'm but it's just, I don't know. It's coming just coming out of my house in a box. So capital gains is not relevant to me. I, I mean, guess. seriously, um, uh, it might impact whoever ends up in the will, but, um, uh, I, you know, I'm not someone in the house in my lifetime. I mean, how do we make it, how do we strike a balance between, you know, last week we, we did a lot of Republican bashing, rightfully so in Texas, uh, because for no other reason, in my opinion, on this whole abortion thing, government needs to get out of people's bedrooms. They need to get out of their their sex lives, their their medical lives. They need to just get out. They shouldn't have a say yeah. in what you do. Why do people in power insist on getting involved in people's yeah. lives where they don't need to? Because there's shit even in these this Democratic tax bills, too. Republicans have decided that this issue— and issues like this are the hill are the hills they want to die on. What issues? And, that, well, abortion, right? I mean, here's the thing: seventy five percent of the American people think that women should have the right to make these decisions on their own, and the government should stay the fuck out of it. Um, so they are like I think I said at the end of the podcast last week: if you're a Republican strategist and you want to ignore the concerns of people of color in this country and of the majority of people and how they feel about things, do it at your own peril. Um, they're so caught up in their self-righteous dogma bullshit about abortion. And this is where I'm afraid it's not just opportunistic power grabbing for them. This is a dogma that they totally believe in because they are fucking full of themselves, right? And it's about control. It is, and and it's about control over women, and it's it's just it's deep seated in religious nonsense, and and I think that eventually it's going to be the thing. But that, let's it that doesn't really it doesn't really matter what it's seated in. When you have examples of government taking too much control, what's the breaking point? When are we well, as a society going to stand up and say that's enough? They don't understand. Here's what they don't understand: Roe versus Wade put a 50 year plug in the issue for them. They could stop losing followers. People with Roe versus Wade and abortion being bottled up like it was for 50 years, people could become followers of the right wing. They could become Republicans without having to worry about whether they really agreed with the anti-abortion nonsense or not, right? Because it frankly was not an issue. Now that the devious and evil uh, Texas legislature and all of the the whole far-right religious right-wing have figured out the most uh, disgusting, repulsive way to to circumvent federal law 
Um, and if they decide they, I mean, so they've opened it up now. So you're going to hear discussion. People are going to refocus in on it. And a lot of people that would otherwise, otherwise support a lot of things on the right may have to turn away from it because I think in the long run, people are not going to be okay with that. I mean, do you know how many people are watching The Handmaid's Tale right now on Hulu? I mean, millions, right? And so some of you know what that is, some of you don't. But in that tale, that dystopian tale after some kind of American revolution that was very similar to what the fucking nitwits on the far right are calling for, that all, all those rights were taken away from women. I mean, that is not, it's hugely popular. And it's not popular because people are looking at it going, oh, this is the way. This is the right way. This is how things should be. Right, right. That's not what's happening. And so I think they're making a huge mistake, right? I mean, again, you have dogmatic, you have so many, there are just, I'm really, there's, it's not that many, but it's a handful of people at the top of this right wing Trumpism bullshit. And we've already named some of their names, right? And uh, Larry Holder's not one of them. He's just a fucking opportunistic, uh, piece of shit in California, but other people, more substantially important names like Stephen Miller and Stephen, Steve Bannon and different people that are really the architects of some of these very draconian far right wing ideas of how society should be run. They are convincing these people, right? I think it's, I think it's a very unfortunate, um, uh, what do I want to call it? Uh, 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 um, uh, a, a, a Ponzi scheme or something of politics, right? Where, where they think Kevin McCarthy, who who wants to be the Speaker of the House, when when the Republicans take back the House, okay, and he will do anything, sacrifice any shred of integrity, and anything that resembles standing up to his oath of office or anything to to acquire that power, he is getting that. And he is following that direction from what's coming out of out of the Trump, what's left of the Trump faction and him and Jim Jordan. And there's just a whole bunch of them, right? These are really bad people. And then the really bad, Bobart and uh, what's Mar Marjorie Taylor, Green. Uh, uh, Hitler, whatever her name is. <laughs> these fucking people. Um, these are the, these are the people that are, that are wielding influence at this moment. I don't think it will last. And, um, but I don't know how much damage is going to be done in the interim, right? Um, so we'll have to see, right? I think that the, the, uh, Justice Department has filed a lawsuit against Texas. And I think in the long run, uh, that's going to make its way to the Supreme Court and then they're going to have to deal with it. And I'm not sure. I mean, the Supreme Court, pussied out on this or however you want to say it a little if there's a less offensive way to say it they 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 copped out on on weighing in on this this round of it and let that law go forward um but i think that it is so obviously just intended to circumvent federal law that they're not going to be able to publicly out in the open support that texas way of doing things so because it can be applied to anything civil rights gay rights, um, just any right you want, right? I mean, this is the time, people, to get with the program and, and watch what's going on. This is bad. Whether you're for or against abortion, one way or the other. I think we would all like to see less abortion, but I think the thinking people in the group believe that women should make their own decisions when it comes to their health. 
And the people that don't think that are caught up in some kind of religious-based moralistic power game, and they need to rethink it. I don't think we should have fewer abortions. Okay. I think we should have more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say that uh, taking a quick overview of the current hierarchy of the Republican Party, I'd have to agree. (laughs) There were a lot of mischances uh, in that group for people to have abortions that would have made things better uh, down the road. But I think the self-righteous, pious, moralistic bullshit that, that mostly causes people to adopt this pro-life horse shit that that is just it's just not real what do you make of the term pro-life given what you just said we you know and maybe you were joking but you think we'd all like to see fewer abortions how do you think that translates into a pro-life attitude not in not in a governing sense and telling people what to do but i mean what are your thoughts on people who are just is that what you're saying are you pro-life in general but you're you're me yeah but you're pro government not telling you what to do well i think i think the adoption of that term as as their um their i mean pro life pro choice aren't those the two I think main so. yeah. sides of it right so i mean i think pro choice is really the is really the only thing to be discussed it's i think using the term pro life is a red herring it's often the case on the right um, and it's often the case in many situations, right? But the the term pro-choice is really is really the discussion that needs to be had. Do women in this country have the right to make their their own medical decisions? Do men in this country that can never make that decision have any say about it whatsoever? And are we willing as a country to to allow religious based nonsense to to take away the rights of women in this country that is just bullshit but you personally are you like when you hear of somebody that you might know of got an abortion does that affect you or do you wish that you you try to tell them that they shouldn't or there's other options or do you not give a shit oh i'm not going to tell them anything about that where where how in the world could it ever be my place to discuss with a woman whether she should or shouldn't, you know, end a, a, a pregnancy whatever, for whatever reason, at any point in the pregnancy. Well, why did you say you think we would all like to see fewer abortions? Well, because I think we would like to see fewer pregnancies that that result in abortions is what that really means. I mean, put your money where your convictions are, right? I mean, these people are not doing anything to, I mean, the truth of it is that teen pregnancies are down. From what I, yeah, that's whatever. Be, right. And so where's the, you know, where's the urgency of this, right? The secular world is handling it. Um, and if you, if you want to bring your religious views into it, handle it within your churches and, and help the, help the, your female, uh, uh, what's the word flock or whatever could help them make their own decisions and then butt the fuck out, especially if you're a man. But frankly, even if you're a woman, I mean, I don't think it makes any more sense for an overly self-righteous, pious woman to tell another woman that they should or shouldn't terminate a pregnancy that they maybe do not want to take the term that that should not be up to anybody else. And it sure as fuck should not be up to government. 
I agree. I know I'm preaching to the choir with you on that. And I think that's that's one of the issues that I think we're going to see many more Republicans come over to the left side of that issue. We've seen it. Look, there are many Republicans that call themselves pro-choice Republicans. And that's been easy. That's been easy for 50 years. And so their Republican, their fellow Republicans on the right in Texas and probably in uh, soon to be in Alabama and South Carolina and, uh, you know, name them, Georgia. There's a, there's 10 or 11 states that are going to quickly be on this if we don't stop them that, that they have, they have pulled that rug out from under them so that they, they are going to have a hard time identifying themselves public publicly as Republicans. If, if one of the litmus tests to be a Republican is supporting pro-life laws that take away women's rights. I mean, <laughs> I don't think, I'm not sure. If, so the people of color in this country, is that 50% of the population? I'm not sure it is. Right. But women is sure as hell 50% of the population. And when you, you fuck them over at your own peril as, as well as people of color. I mean, I just think that I don't, I don't know what it is about these people. I think that a lot of people on the right think that when they take these positions that take away other people's rights or choices or, or voting privileges that, that they think they're fighting some higher fight. They're the disciples of God that are fighting the fights. Fucking bullshit, right? Just get over yourselves. Uh, that's what I have to say for them. <laughs> We're saying the same thing. And yeah, that we is, are. And that is less government, less control. I'm okay with that. Less I'm religion. Okay that. I'm okay with that. And less taxes. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> Although it should go up a little bit. <laughs> Have we had enough fun for today, my friend? Yeah, yeah, this is good. This is I feel my cathartic uh, expression of my uh, far left wing opinions is, has been accomplished you, for the you've week. You've had enough expression for yeah. today. You... I'm good for another week. <laughs> All right, everybody. All right, thanks. Thanks.